Welcome back, everybody. It's the Prefer Not to Say podcast. A podcast that is kitten-tested, lion-approved. Kitten-tested. <laughs> Where'd that one come from? <laughs> I don't know. I've I've been planning that one for a while now. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff I plan on saying. I have a whole list of things that I like throw in as jokes and stuff. Right, this nice. isn't improv. Trust nice. me. This is a comedy that's well-developed. <laughs> So once again, we are your hosts. My name is James Bunn, also known as Boutique Paul. And I am Greg Tenbrink, also known as... Hot Fudge Monday. Hot Fudge Monday. Because why should Sunday be the only day for hot fudge? Right. All right. Well, today we have another one of those... uh... Kind of more introspective episodes. Yeah. But before we get into that, I want to say I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode because it was, you know, our first interview episode. It's my favorite so far. I, I, it's going to be pretty hard to top that. Yeah. Jessica was such a great guest. For real. I mean, definitely definitely some uh, a big wake to follow in, you know. But Yeah, well, she set the standard for every other interview. She did, she did pretty damn well. Hopefully, she becomes a recurring guest, maybe. But well, that's, the plan. that's what I'm planning. We will see. Whether she whether she thinks that or not, that's gonna happen. <laughs> she doesn't See, have a choice. You, you're becoming more and more like me every day. Got, I'm gonna grab you and I'm gonna force you to like do oh. this. <laughs> so yeah, like we said, it's one of those a little bit more serious episodes. This one's called uh, "Breaking Down versus Breaking Through," and we're gonna get into the breaking down half. This first half, and the reason we call it breaking down because I've noticed there's a serious problem with people in my generation. Not everybody in the millennial generation, but more towards the younger half, who's not quite at 30, but approaching. And it seems there's a lot of people who have just sort of already given up on life due to various things. And I thought it should be addressed because I don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not fun when you see everyone around you who's just like, you know, got no plan for the future, no idea what they want to do. And it's all because like they, they've ran out of hope almost. Yeah, it's like we we hit the first quarter. I mean, you don't give up in the first quarter. What if athletes did that? Oh my god, I was I'm, personally, I wouldn't care because I'm not a sports ball person. But <laughs> side note, today's Super Bowl Sunday as we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> the most boring day of the year for me, honestly. At least like the roads clear up a bit because everybody's in their house watching it. So yeah, it's actually nice out today. Right, surprisingly. And I get to spend Super Bowl Sunday playing Dungeons and Dragons. And recording a podcast. <laughs> Things that are way more fun. Yeah. Anyway, off of our little tangent there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just... I've been noticing it ever since, you know, like once you turn 18 and become an adult and you start to kind of navigate the world a little bit differently because you're post-high school, I noticed a trend where it's like, when you're young, obviously, you know, you don't have the greatest sense of direction ever. Mm-hmm. But once you, amongst those seven years till you get to like from 18 to 25, that really influences or impacts your psyche as far as the future is concerned. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a very formative, uh, a formative time for you. You know, you're you're an adult out there on your own and you're just trying to trying to make your way and figure out what it is, what, what life is supposed to be for you. you and know? your brain's still developing. Cause they said the frontal lobe doesn't fully develop till 25. So yeah. you're still trying to like get it in a sense, mm-hmm. trying to understand. And I I've noticed there's almost a pattern with all the people that I've 
known throughout life up to this point, which in the grand scheme of things isn't really that many people. Right. But I, I boiled it down to kind of four groups that really influence good or bad. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of we're going to kind of dive into the bad. Whether, whether or not this triggers some bad memories, I apologize, <laughs> or causes some feelings that you don't want to feel right now. We, we really, we're, we're trying to help, trust me. By the second half of this episode, you're, you're going to, we'll hopefully have a renewed sense of self. This isn't just another one of those rants about how millennials are bad, I promise you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of us personally for killing a lot of industries that people are saying we're killing. Oh my god, for real. Millennials are killing the diamond industry. Yeah, so and let it die. <laughs> Who wants diamonds? <laughs> I don't. They're expensive and useless. Right. But, you know, first we're going to talk about to where it all starts. Your parents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, what what <laughs> more do we need to say there? Everybody knows who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, your parents, they bring us into this world. Threaten that they can take us out of it if ne- if necessary, whether we want to or not. In <laughs> yeah. both respects, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't ask to be born, so <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, it's you know, and it really doesn't have too much of an impact. I would say from about one to maybe five or six. It's really once you hit school age that children really kind of form start forming their personality mm. and that's when it seems the parents try to have the heaviest of influences whether that's good or bad you know like i've noticed for the most part around people i've known growing up parents definitely try to program their kids to be what they want them to be oh for sure it's because i, I i'm not trying to like cut anybody any slack it's like oh parents are only trying to have the best for their kids but like they're they're trying to they're trying to make their kids better than they were, or at least good parents are trying to make their kids better than they were, but they're not always going to go about it the right way. You know, they're, right. they're going to try to force their, their ideals onto them. Not, I mean, not aware that like times change in between generations, like in, in, in that short of amount of time, so many things in the world can change. I, yeah, it's, it's almost, it almost is the rate of technology. What technology obsoleted what every six months, Something you like know, that. society makes, these crazy shifts every three to five years, if you think about it now, even more so, I mean, honestly, internet generation, things change every minute. So much is going on. It's almost hard to tell what's actually happening, what's changing, or if we are just kind of stagnant and it's fine to guide your children, trying to enforce some sort of authoritarian approach is definitely not the way to go because that's where the most resistance comes from. Why do you think children rebel? Because they have no freedom. They have this natural... There's a natural tendency in humans to resist opposition. And that's the thing most people don't understand. I think it's I, I think it's more apt to say it's, it's a natural human tendency to resist the removal of their own agency. You know? So that's like any, actually a better way to describe any, it. Any t- well, I only know this term because I play D&D. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a whole DM concept. Never remove your player's agency because it takes them out of the game. But um, at any time you like remove their uh, even even if it's just removing the illusion of choice, you know, as, as soon as you're just like forcing someone to do something or giving them only one option, their their mindset goes instead of making the best decision, it goes into uh, what is going to be the most against this person who's putting me in this shitty situation. Right, and there's also this weird kind of. I want to say almost hypocrisy with the way people raise their kids because they want it to be the complete opposite of how they were because they have this sense of 
I did this. My kids aren't going to do that because that was stupid. And it's like, was it really that stupid? Or do you just have this opinion because of a perpetuation of your generation? Right. Like, I mean, if if someone's like, oh, man, I I smoked weed or did drugs or whatever when I was young. And I don't want my kids to do the same thing or like be promiscuous or whatever. It's like, I mean, look at your, your own life. Are you that upset with where you wound up? Right. Did you did it really turn out that bad for you? Like, if I was, like, 45 or something and I had a kid and I was like, I don't want my kid smoking weed because I did it when I was younger or something like that. And be like, well, I'm where I want to be. Is a plant really going to stop them? Yeah, or or you try to hide those things from your kids. Yeah. I'm, at a certain point, like... Transparency is important. Yeah, I was going to say, at a certain point, I, I operate on, like, absolute honesty. You know, I mean, with a with a kid, you don't you can't tell them everything. That's the you can't be entirely truthful. I mean, but that's more along the lines of like you have to stage re- it out, leaving them with the illusion of like childhood. You know, yeah, all all the fun stuff that comes with it. But like once they're like a teenager, it's like uh, no no stop. I'm telling you anything and everything that that is necessary. Yeah, and uh, another one is, I'd say one of the main points of this is I've noticed. It's amazing how discouraging parents can be. Yeah. Because of their own points of view. Mm-hmm. Like there's something someone said, I think it was I forgot who it was, but it was it was along the lines of people only see things through the filter of their own experience. And even sometimes it's not their experience. There's these assumptions people make about things and when your kid says, I want to do this, no, you shouldn't do that, you should do this. Yeah. With no actual reasoning or mm. any knowledge of what they want to do to formulate a real opinion about it. Or the most the most common reasoning, if they do have any, is how are you going to make a career out of that? Yeah, even though they're not an expert. I hate that. Right. <laughs> that's, it's that's like, like being an artist, I, that was the one thing I never got. My parents have never been discouraging in anything. They've always just told me, do what you want, just make sure you do it right. Honestly, I'm here's one thing I'm proud of about our generation is that we turned gaming into such a profitable industry. Like not not the the creation of the video games, but all the people who consume it, like the competitive uh, the esports yeah. uh, area, the people who like just are Twitch streaming or on YouTube and they're making a living off of it. I'm like, I'm not trying to encourage a shitload of people to go and do it because obviously there's only enough room for there so are pitfalls many people, in it. Don't but don't like, get it twisted. I just like that that happened. It's like a giant a giant uh, middle finger to the prior generation who was like gaming's nothing blah 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 you'll never like get off of that damn video it's like so many of us just turned it into a lifestyle or and a anything artistic choice. anything artistic nowadays is more profitable than it's ever been on an independent level you're not mm-hmm. dependent on corporations or anything so when people say oh how, that's not a real job really i can pull up so many examples of people who make 10 times more than you do right doing this thing and you've never even heard of them or even, you know, let's go to a more taboo subject, sex work. What about it? I mean, there's a lot of people who are uh, super against it and think it's shameful. And you know, why don't you get a real job? Okay, yeah, let's get a real job that's super hard on your <laughs> mental health. Sex work, <laughs> sex work has been a career of va- Sex work has been a valid career choice since like the dark ages, homie. As long as people have been prostitution is the world's oldest profession. As long as people have been fucking and had currency, that's been a career choice. (laughs) I mean, 
I mean, most industry, like they say, it's like music industry or any industry. It's a, just, a, it's a, it's an industry of pimps and hoes. Honestly, like the, at least even just that aspect of uh, just prostitution as, as sex work is like, honestly, it's just a shortcut to a, what a lot of people do, you know? Like when people try to like pick up people at like bars or whatever, what are you going, what are you doing there? You know, you're going there and you're like, you're being all flashy and like showing off all your money. Maybe you're buying them drinks. You're trading like a performance piece, basically. <laughs> That's for, a perform- for a one night stand. <laughs> all they did was they shortcutted it to the point of just give me money. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or just even things like, you know, they don't even have to do hardcore stuff. People doing like lingerie photo shoots and selling them online. For real. Making more money than whatever middle management job you have hashtag feet pics <laughs> or like we were talking with jessica about cosplay stuff you know how many people who are just cosplayers don't even do anything lewd and they make serious money mm-hmm. you know that's another thing doing some anything creative can make money you just gotta you know we need to rip apart the framework that was set in the industrial age i think a lot of a lot of the bad uh on a lot of the onus that comes onto sex work is that people view it as a as a no talent trade you know, people people try to say like, oh well, you didn't make it in life, so you'll you'll default to like pornography or prostitution. You know, that's what. Yeah, that's, and yeah, it goes I, along with that I whole thing that where lot. you it's more of that. It's a from a moral standpoint, people think it's wrong. It's like, I'm look, like, okay, first off, do with you. first off, it is definitely a skilled trade. I'm pretty sure everybody on earth who has had more than one partner will tell you one person has been better than another person. So. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't bullshit and say there's no skill in it. <laughs> and and it's really it's really only a big problem in America because we have we have that we we have this whole blender of different opinions and thoughts on things of any culture. Or That's anything. what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the cultural melting pot. So of course it's gonna be shit you don't like. It's gonna be shit you love, shit you hate, shit you're okay with. But that's America. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll stop ranting about sex work because we don't, we don't want to. We don't want to be that podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's all we really have to say about parents. Really, it's just you can guide your children. Don't be a dictator because mm-hmm. it just it fosters bad things and just you, it doesn't mean your values are right. That's mm-hmm. the other thing you have to understand. Your values may not be right. They might be right to you, but in the grand scheme of things, are they going to be a better person because of that? I don't. Maybe take a look. How do people view you? It's also they got to approach it with a bit of balance, you know. Too like I mean you can't give them absolute freedom because then they have, oh yeah that's why I said the whole guiding thing you, you really guide them. bad decisions but don't it there's a natural inclination to want things that you're not supposed to have quote end quote mm-hmm. so there's this don't do this this is bad hmm, I think I'm gonna try that that's literally what goes on in a kid's mind fucking trick them tell them something that's okay is bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't have cookies after three in the afternoon. <laughs> Don't it's eat so your bad. vegetables; they're bad for you. <laughs> so, uh, someone should a, really approach that as, as a as a as a tactic to get just like to eat their veggies. do a little do a little uh, test. Just about eat it. a bunch of veggies in front of them. Oh, these are so good! No, you can't have any. They're they're an adult food. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm an adult. Give me those vegetables. <laughs> That'd be wild. That would be hilarious. So the next point I want to bring up is, aside from parents, the one major thing that happens during school age is you're around peers. Oh, boy. People. People, <laughs> yeah. You're in the world. People. And children have the fortunate ability to not have any sense of attachment to people that aren't their family yet. 
At least while they're young, yeah. Yeah, while they're young. You could easily make friends somewhere and never think about them again. How often do you go to a playground and play with random kids? You never see them again. Honestly, I wouldn't know because I don't remember any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If you don't remember them, then that just proves the point. (laughs) Yeah, you know, peers, but that's also a second influence that's added that may counteract what the parental influence is. Yeah. Because of how they are. You know, how are their parents? Their parents might treat things differently than your parents do. Mm-hmm. And then you two are developing your own personality. So you guys might have, you guys might click on various things you don't click with your parents about. And whether, you know, as a kid, it, it only goes so far. I mean, kids only do things to an extent that are, you know, it's only, it can only get so stupid to a point where it's not terrible for you. I mean, depending on what kind of kid you are. I mean, there are some really awful children out there. Oh, oh, definitely. There's some really awful ones, and there's some... You know what I, I, I hated the most? Is when people would say, like, a child's, like, well-behaved. You know? Because that, cause that, that just means that that child's afraid to, like, express themselves. Or or the thing, uh, like you've mentioned before, telling a kid uh, that they're so smart. Oh, my God. Or, or like, stroking their ego a little bit too much as that a kid. Is, that is so When they haven't developed any real skills yet. Mm-hmm. So I never got that growing up. It's weird. I never got the, oh, you're so smart. Like, it didn't really, I never, I never got any sense that I ever impressed my parents until maybe outside of high school. Honestly, I'm so jealous of that. And, like, I still get the you're so smart thing to this day. <laughs> and every time I hear it, it just makes me upset. Just makes you cringe, like, don't yeah, say that. Yeah, it's like, you, you're, you're complimenting nothing. Like, <laughs> sure, I have skills, but you don't know about them. What that's, you... that's the other thing with peers. Like, what if you have a kid that's a little bit slower than you? That might make your ego even worse. Right. From a different standpoint, because you're like, I'm smarter than everybody. If you're, like, maybe a little bit ahead of people. And that could be because your parents maybe influenced you in a way to where it's like, you sort of developed a little bit faster because of what your environment is. Mm-hmm. You know, and the peer thing doesn't really, I wouldn't say it becomes a problem too much until you get to around middle school age. Yeah, I think that's where, uh, that's where the, uh, I mean, when the interactions when that when, started shaping my personality that like actually took, yeah, that's, yeah, when, cause, that cause that's when maturity starts to kind of creep in and you're exposed, you might be exposed to different things because you know, you're getting older, you're mm-hmm. in, you're almost in a different culture group. And then once you hit high school, it's obviously that's where peak of idiocy happens for yep. some people that's and, that, and that's where you know that, that's almost the, that's almost the something. tipping point mm-hmm. before you hit like maybe like adult age or college age and that's more and once you get into that phase that's that really starts to shape whether or not you're actually going to think about what your future is or if you're going to give up and then once you hit 18 that's really okay you're kind of like jumped off the ledge a bit I think a huge issue with, like, especially with people in the high school age, because, like, that's when you're starting to spend more time with all these other, all your other peers, you know, you're, you're either, like, spending time at their house, or, like, you're just interacting with them outside of school, or, And like, there's more diversity. Yeah, and, and like, I, people start to compare themselves to each other at that age. Yeah, you that know? is the point where you really start to look at so everybody else in reflection of yourself. On top of that, like, in the, uh, in the romantic realm, that's where a lot of people start their, uh, they're like they're they're dating habits and stuff you know and so like people start comparing themselves on on another level like why is this this person more appealing than this person and so on and so forth and it it starts it gets your mind spinning and then like people just are like 
focused on why is this person better? Why is this person worse? And like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain my thoughts on this one, but I feel like it's, a, it's almost a lawless wasteland in development. There's so many things being hit at you. You also have this option of different things to consume too. Like, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about media consumption because that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what really influenced the podcast. So we can't not mention media, but that's really where you actually start to develop almost your tastes in things or you, you get, it's, you form your, your personality sort of forms in your kid, but this one's where you start to solidify a, maybe a certain era of your life or you get kind of a better grasp of who you are mm. in various aspects compared to when you're like seven to 10 years old. But yeah, that's very real, you know, comparing yourself to others and it's, it could be good or it could be bad, or you could be the guy who's like, you know, I'm going to tell you from experience. It's mostly bad. Don't compare yourself <laughs> to exactly. other people. <laughs> For yeah, don't like, you will, it's you not will worth it. always find somebody who's better than you at whatever you're thinking about you know it's 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 just a simple fact of being there's always gonna be somebody who's been around longer is more developed in that specific like skill set or something it's it's pointless to compare yourself to them and it's more important to compare yourself to yourself if that makes sense no yeah, that makes sense and then along with High school, high school, kind of high school, college area is, you know, you have more superiors to deal with. Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, preschool era, it's your parents. Once you get into school, you have your peers, but you also have teachers. You have the teachers and superiors who are trying to have that one teacher for the whole day. Yeah, yeah, you do Mm -hmm. until you get the different teachers once you get to middle school. And then high school, they're a little bit more harder on you as far as superiority wise because, you know, there's always the thing where, like, they're preparing you for college or some of them are only like eight years older than you. (laughs) Some of you are at the, you know, some of them are probably at the point where they've given up in life because they've hit the 20 to 25 to 30 age. Mm But yeah, and then, uh, or if you start working in high school, you know, you've got bosses you've got to deal with. So it's like bosses, teachers, your parents, your peers, you have all these people. And it all goes to the common concept of self-esteem, which is something parents, you should instill self-esteem in your kids from the get-go. If you don't, it could end very badly because they get to a point where they feel like everyone's judging them in all walks of life. Yeah. And some people try to, some people are people pleasers. They try to please everybody and it just burns them out. Honestly. And then from that point on, you eventually get the sense that you start reflecting how you are to what society's standards are. And it seems like every decade there's a new set of standards. And, you know, sometimes it changes so fast that you don't know what you should be or have to be. I mean, and then, you know, you might get to the point where it's like if something doesn't work out, are you just going to give up? Because that goes along with the whole, like we said before, the, the oh, you're so smart. That that cultivates a personality where if you're not instantly good at something, you give up. For real. Like, I know you said that that's, happen- I, that's, that's how you are. Like, that's, if you're not instantly good, you're just done. Well, yeah, that's something I definitely had to like start unlearning a few years ago is like, when I, when I was approached with any like new any 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 new concept, if I didn't like instantly click with it, I was just like abrasive towards it. Now now more often than not, I'm just like even if I'm bad at it, I'm like fuck it, I'm just gonna dive in. But that's 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 how I unlearn stuff is to just force myself through it. But yeah, that is definitely something that starts occurring in in that age bracket, and especially when you're <laughs> when you're being told you're so smart or like. Like you start comparing yourself to others, you're like, if I'm if I'm not the best at everything, then I'm nothing, you know. Well, you also have to understand, you know, you might think you're the smartest until you get to the group of people who are smarter than you and better than you. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if, if you were at the top of your game in high school, you go to college, that's going to be a complete culture shift because depending, a, depending, well, it's really depending on where like, you go, but it's, you have so many people from so many different places that you have to mm-hmm. deal with all these new ideas that they've gathered growing up and you have to experience them now through the, through the, through the lens of their experience, you know? Yeah. You have all these different things. And then you, you, that's another point where you question things. Am I doing this right? But you know, it, that's that is the point where you kind of develop your sense of long term if you do actually think of long term mm. like you know up through high school you're not considered with long term you're just trying you're to not thinking it about it you're trying to make it through year to year but then once you get to college it's like that's something you really do have to think about because i mean college is really some that's, for some people that's the last safety net they have i feel like that's the first the first point first point when you're really given like choice over your future you know, and so like that—that's really a, a defining moment. You know, um, so like when you when you hit the you hit that 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 uh that that moment in in your life, you're like, is college the option that I choose? You know, because that's a huge commitment. That's time and money that you have to throw into it. So right off the bat, you know, it's depending on the 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 degree you're going after two, four, eight years of schooling versus like whatever the other option is. Like that's I feel like that's where a lot of people make a big mistake because they haven't had that agency growing up. It's because whether people agree with this statement or not, it's almost not your choice. Um, You're groomed. Like, to, people are groomed to go to college. Yeah, it's very few. I I I would willing to argue it's very few people's actual choice. Yes, I want to go to college. Unless you like school, there are people who like school, and that's fine. But we had we reached this sort of apex us growing up to where it was like you have to go to college to get a good job you got to do this you got to do that and once people get there they realize are were they wrong because people start once you get to the halfway point people start to question what they're doing and whether or not it's actually what they should be doing mm. because they you you jump from high school to college and it's like you know it's just never ending. There's never any period. There's never any breathing room to really figure out what you want to do. And then once college is finished, there's a lot of people who are like, "What do I do now?" Especially, especially when they find out schooling's all they've ever known. Yeah, and, and, and they or they find out, oh wait, there isn't a job just waiting for me. Right. I might not actually get a job in my field, or people might not hire me. So so many, <laughs> so many variables. You know, and, there, and there's always, you know, I, and if you like school, I'm not, I'm not here to bash on school. I don't agree with how it's approached. That's my main problem with school. We are mm-hmm. stuck in the industrial age. <clears throat> school is designed to build workers. That's it. That's really what it's for. If, if, if it wasn't that we'd be approaching it in a completely different manner. And that's the thing, you know, that we, there's this perpetuation. And you know who the biggest pushers of school are? Parents who didn't go to college themselves. Yeah. Cause they view it as the only way for their, their children to out succeed them. To, to have a better future than they lived. Yeah. You know? And at the end of it, they might have it worse. For real. Because what? You're in what? thirty to $50,000 in debt? And then... Do and, you ha- do your, do and then you- where do you go? Because like, <laughs> if your only option is to go and get a job somewhere, like that job has to be available in the first place. But most, a lot of them, I won't say most because I'm, I'm, I don't have an, any, uh, any perspective on the actual like rate of success out of college. But a lot of them wind up, you know, just back working at whatever uh, whatever store, whatever manufacturing plant, whatever job they can get alongside people who didn't go to college. Yeah, and they you might know? be they might be making less than them because they decided, oh, I'm just going to stick here, and they got like however many raises and however many promotions. Right. 
or it taught them the skills they needed to like work somewhere else or just to bargain for a better wage. Yeah. And then, but there's always this push for society from the societal standpoint of like, everybody needs to do this and you need to accomplish this. And it's like, no, you need to take a step back, forget what anybody else is saying and figure out what works for you. And that's the other thing parents got to instill their kids do what makes sense. Not what other people are saying is right. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I left school because I didn't want to get the debt. And what I wanted to do didn't require an education. And most places aren't even looking at degrees anymore. You look at the biggest companies in the world, they don't care if you have a degree. Like, think about in the tech industry, you, you like Google or most software companies, they don't care if you went to college. You know, oh, you got this degree over four to six years? That's cool. This person's been coding for eight hours a day for the past 10 years since they were like 13 years old. We're going to go hire them because they actually know what they're doing. Right. They don't have that flex of a piece of paper. They're actually doing it. They also have experience under their belt and probably other projects and work they have to offer. Oh, here's my portfolio from school. Oh, Hey, here's this software program from this independent company. And more often than not, when it comes to like fulfilling a job for an employer, it's they, they look at a degree as just a, a proof of your ability to commit, you know, cause whatever position you're applying for, they can teach you the skills you need to do that job. That is, is 100% capable. They're looking for, for the discipline. That. They're looking for a someone. Trait. They're looking for someone who's going to come in and stay there. It's the, tr- it's the trait of the industrial aid zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. We will never progress until we get out of that mindset. It's what was that? What was that quote that I think you saw? And I looked up later on. It was, was it Jim Carrey? He was talking about how people just sort of accepted the typical cycle of life where you just get up, go to a job, go home, maybe do something in your free time, sleep, repeat. Are you sure this is something that I said? You pointed it out. When? It was, it, I don't know. You were like, yeah, Jim Carrey said this. I was like, really? And I looked it up. Oh, man. I'm going to have to look it up. I, yeah, honestly, because I do not remember. <laughs> Sidebar, I have a really bad memory. <laughs> Also, parents, if you could figure out a way to make your kid's memory work 100% of the time. Oh, my God. For real. That would have been so beneficial. I wish I was one of those people who just had an eidetic memory. That would have been oh, so beneficial. Oh, I would love that. You just remember everything. I also That makes me think of the show Criminal Minds because mm. Callie loves that show. And then there's this dude. Is there a person with an eidetic memory? Yeah. Uh, his name's Spencer. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a genius. And there was one point they had this little kind of like romantic storyline going for him with this woman. He was only talking to you on the phone. Mm-hmm. And they were develop- kind of developing a relationship. And she ends up getting murdered. Spoilers, sorry if you haven't watched the show. But he says he was like, because of his eidetic memory, I can remember every single conversation and every word we shared. Wow. And that's how people with those kind of memories are. I mean, I don't know if that's exaggerated or not because obviously it's a show. But yeah, I mean, eidetic memories can be good or bad because it makes you, you remember everything he also had unrealistic traits like he could speed read like he would <laughs> he, he would read uh tale, there was one one moment where he said he read tale of two cities in the original language at breakfast time the entire book <laughs> that's wild so, yeah i mean Trying to find that Jim Carrey quote. I'm I'm curious myself. Like I, I feel like if if this is something I quoted, it's something I should remember, but it's something I don't. I can't find it. Look it up. It it'll make sense. It's just something along the lines of you know, people accepting the life cycle that's just 
the template that's presented forth. Are you are you sure it's a Jim Carrey quote? Yeah, it was Jim Carrey. Man, I dude, now I'm gonna rack my brain for the rest of the day. <laughs> You're gonna go looking it for it. Like, yeah. what is it? I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna figure out what it is, and then like, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to come in here and record like a two minute segment of me explaining the quote, and then we'll just staple it into the episode. But, or, we could, or we could make that a Patreon exclusive. We just like break down quotes, sure, and how it relates to things, sure. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> our incoherent rambling aside, the point is, be careful with kids. Mm. Be, be, be careful, careful with, with anybody developing minds, in the development of the brain be very careful how you approach it because it could either set you up for success or set you up for failure also don't accept standards just because they're standards that's like a problem at work when you say why is this like this and the answer is it's always been this way mm. and that's the only answer you can give that's the wrong answer instantly that's the point where you need to either leave that place or try to enforce a change because mm-hmm. that that's really the problem why is this this way? Because it is. That didn't answer the question. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Okay, well, then that needs to change. So I think it's a good time for your favorite part of the show. I've, and I've decided it's your favorite part of the show, the water break. And when we get back, <laughs> we get back, we'll talk about break what, what, what it means to break through. Since we talked about breaking down, let's talk about how we break through and, yeah, maybe hopefully inspire you to do better. So grab that water, folks. All right, and we're back. We're back. Hope hopefully you enjoyed your scientific cocktail mm-hmm. of you know two parts hydrogen one part oxygen i mean it's basically the only thing you need besides i mean to drink at least to drink <laughs> no we're, we're plants <laughs> just go outside just plant yourself in the dirt drink some water look at the sun photosynthesis <laughs> imagine, imagine if humans figured out how to master that man that would be oh my god dude so many places on earth would just suck like antarctica when it's like 30 days a night that's true. <laughs> That's the point where it's like, you you can eat food. You do have the option. If you need a quick boost, just run out in the sun. <laughs> or we just start using a bunch of like UV lights or something. The, the West would never have to consume food again. Oh, my God. It's so bright. So, yeah. I hope you enjoy the first half. Um, I apologize if there's... Some rambling in it. <laughs> rambling I, yeah, and it tangents that ne- didn't really go anywhere. We're, we're still learning. It's a new podcast. It's episode seven, which means that's it's the 15th episode we've recorded overall yeah because we have our eight, eight pre-show episodes we've been doing this for over three months now this is the 17th episode a lot of those episodes at least in the pre the pre-series it went over an hour that's probably like 20 hours of recording minimum no i think i think it's it's 10 for those first eight i think give mm-hmm. or take around there and then these next ones yeah we wow, we have a lot <laughs> a lot of audio recorded right a lot of time spent in this room that gets a little bit too hot sometimes mm, it's all right right weather for it it's nice and cold but yeah breaking through yeah we talked about how people break down let's break right into it yeah i had to say that (laughs) break right into it (laughs) yeah it's it's one of those (laughs) it's one of those where it's like oh my god he really just said this that was the worst joke of all time (laughs) oh i almost wonder like what what the fans think of our jokes 
They're they either like them or will, they're like these guys. I'm, are... I more wonder how they feel about the nicknames I give you every week because I've been able to come up with a different one every single week. I have the next two planned, <laughs> and that's why you have a new one every week. You plan them out. Yeah, uh, nothing beats Daddy Master Senpai though. That is my favorite so far. So yeah, so yeah, um, we're at breaking through, and we wanted to discuss this because. Like I said, there's a problem with younger people and just wanting to give up so early. You know, 25, 26, 27, what have you, maybe in your early 30s, and you just feel like you've given up. And, you know, obviously mental health is a serious issue nowadays. So basically the first half is uh, is like us explaining or at least trying to relate some of the uh, obstacles in your path when you're in, a, in, in that developmental stage of your life. And now this is going to be where you hear about how to overcome it kind of have your triumph moment or maybe your eureka moment like oh i should do this and this will make everything better because the one thing people i think the biggest issue i've noticed is people don't want to get better unless it's on their terms yeah people don't there are plenty of things that can help you it's just a matter of i don't feel like doing that or i don't enjoy this or i don't enjoy that and it's it's more of a question do you actually want to get better or do you just want comfort for real it's 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 definitely a problem you know it's it's i like to think about it as what are you willing to do to put yourself in a better state yeah it's like it's it's like i said in uh was it episode five when i said release your snyder cut mm-hmm. you always have that no matter what happened in life you always have, you can always go back to the editing room it's up to you and i think that's the thing people don't understand is it's really up to you make that choice don't depend on other people because other people might not have the right answers or, or they the might right steer answers. you in the wrong, completely For, wrong direction. They might just derail your entire like future with good intentions, you know, but yeah. And you know, I've noticed there's also a problem. There's a lot of people who like to share things when it, that kind of go along the whole mental health thing. And I've noticed cause there's an issue where people feel like they don't have anybody they can reach out to. And the one thing I'm noticing, it's a common thread in this is the fact that people don't, it doesn't seem like they want to get better. They just want somebody they can complain to. <laughs> I've noticed that like catharsis is really the only aim for all of these. Oh, I don't have anybody to talk to. You don't, is it, do you not have anybody this? You shouldn't have somebody to just talk to Do you want someone to complain to or someone who can maybe help inspire you or help you get to a point where you're going to get better or you can develop the sense of self-worth that you might've lost along the way. Um, from the inside, looking out a little bit of explanation, some people, not myself, some people feel like they can't reach out because the people that they're going to reach out to are just going to direct them towards like mental health professionals, you know? And then as soon as you start talking to a mental health professional, there's, there's all these, there's, they, they start snowballing about all these possible bad things that can come from it. You know, like somebody like talks, this is a little bit like derailing, but if somebody talks about like their, their like, um, like they they start exp- they start talking to like a counselor or something about like oh I have thoughts about like suicide or whatever they could they feel like they could wind up in like a psych ward without their freedoms you know so it's like yeah, fear, I mean, it's like yeah, fear that keeps some people from yeah talking that about that it. is true but I think it's more so where I'm getting at is what in those situations it's how you're presenting your problems mm-hmm. I personally don't want to hear you just complain if that's what your goal is then do you really want help? Or are you just looking for someone to be kind of like that emotional punching bag for you? I think most people are looking for the punching bag. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's within their comfort. They, you know, some people get comfortable. Like I, I like the way I am and that kind of, that kind of also it's entangled almost in with the acceptance movement where I think the acceptance movement thing gets kind of out of control because 
yeah, we accept things. Are there things that are an objective problem, though? Because not everything is just a matter of opinion. There are, you know, I, I do a lot of reading about a lot of weird scientific things, and there's a lot of connections to mental health that they're looking into that I never thought of. Like, there was a study they done, and mind you, this is obviously primarily, it was primarily done on rats, like most experiments, because that's a better group to control. Mm-hmm. But they found a link between um, what you eat and mental health. More specifically, bacteria and gut health. Where they showed, in, and obviously this is you know a study of animals. I'm not saying it's an absolute, but it's you know we're not too different in animals when it comes to these kinds of things. But they said you know if it's you know certain types of bacteria developing your gut, sending things to your cerebral cortex, affecting your you know the way your brain's operating, that could lead to bad things or like increased depression or just development of depression in general. Which you know when they say you are what you eat. They, they, mean be, it. It, they mean it. You eat like garbage, and, you're gonna feel like garbage. And so then how do how do how do we break through? How do we break through all this stuff in front of us? As far as food's concerned? No, I mean like Oh well, 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 like that's the whole topic of the second half. <laughs> well no, there's more to it than that. Like they said there's like there is an actual you know it's like fitness. Mm-hmm. Some people are resistant to fitness, but there are studies that show fitness dictates how the brain works sometimes yeah you, that can influence, you feel good i mean like, like physically you feel good mentally you feel it's good. almost like the your body is a temple no literally your body's connected it's it's one entity trust me if one part's fail it's like a machine if one part's failing the rest of them are going to follow suit for real you know aside from that it's more so again well parents i think oh, the older you get the more i want to say more influential you definitely start to compare where they are mm-hmm. as where you are because you know i mean different generations do things differently you know you didn't you know our generation's the one where it's like you know we might have not you know maybe the more so the boomer generation but it's you know people didn't get married and have kids right away some people don't want kids some people don't want to get married you know and they're always faced with the question when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna get married what does it matter like why why is that the first question you ask yeah just it's- just, I mean, just got, just got to get past all that. All the people that are just like asking all these ridiculous questions about the future that's never going to be, and you know, and just or the question, "Hey, you're doing this? Is that really a viable career option?" And then, and then you just got to you got to overcome it. You got to you got to find a way to make it profitable, just to be like, yeah. But the is. worst part, from the macro point of view, the minute you become an outlier, you're automatically deemed out of touch. For sure. It's like, oh, well, not everybody has the same convenience. Oh, look, I can give you, I can find an example of every single walk of life that someone that came out on top, no matter how good or bad, you have options. And then, you know, aside from parents, peers, you know, this is the part where you have to be wary of where you're, who you're surrounding yourself with. Like, I'm, I'm very particular about who I hang out with on a regular basis because there are certain people, you can't hang around certain people for too long because that starts to influence how you might approach things. Like if you have someone who's just doing nothing, you hang around them too much, you might do nothing. Yeah. Because you're just going to participate in the nothing that they do. You know, it's like, it's like when you hang out with your friends, it's like if your friend invites you to go do something, you know, like you're, you're, they're inviting you to experience their life for a little bit. You know, when your friend who doesn't do anything invites you to hang out, they're inviting you to experience nothing for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you might enjoy that nothing, but you know, you have to be careful. It's like, you can't do nothing all the time. Definitely if that's not. their norm, don't let that be your norm. And that and that's the other, you know, I think this is the point where the parents aren't being that if you're especially if you're on your own, your parents aren't as apt to sit like judge you too harshly. I mean, they might 
I don't know your parents. My parents <laughs> they could don't. be super judgy. They could be super judgy, <laughs> but you know they have less of an influence because they're not. They're kind of getting more comfortable and sort of set in your ways as they are now. Assuming that's the case, you might have parents who nitpick at everything you do, but your friends are the ones who are oftentimes culprits of wanting to discourage things, but for different reasons. Sometimes, like you know, you might have that friend who doesn't want you being successful because they're not successful. Yeah, I think I think some of your friends just don't want you to like like outgrow them you know so to speak like if you if you like have a couple childhood friends and like you become like wildly successful i mean what realistically how often are you going to see them anymore you're going to be too busy for the most part you know so i think that's i think that's why they don't want you to to be successful well yeah that uh, yeah and that's and that's what i was getting at they don't want you to see or you know maybe somebody failed at where you're succeeding mm. and they're just have this sort of like scorn the jealousy and hatred angle. for you yeah the jealousy angle or they just you know they don't want to accept that maybe they will just stop associating with you because you don't want to try some people don't want to try i if you if that's you i guess it's fine i will never accept that from people like Especially, it's it's always there's so many people who want change for the world but don't want to change themselves, and I find that so odd. It's it's perplexing, honestly, because I change myself regularly. Or yeah, at least I think I do. <laughs> well, I mean, I actually, <laughs> that's one point I was going to bring up. Let's let's talk about your break. You almost had like this really, it's almost an avalanche of breakthrough since moving in here. I don't know if you want to discuss that because you explained it a bit, like how it was you realized it was more so your environments that were dictating how you kind of felt and how it helped it shaped yeah, where I'll, you were so going. Like I mean, it's 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 my sort of breakthrough, at least my my breakthrough and understanding of myself because I'm always learning more more about myself. Not like oh, what's this new thing that's like on me physically? <laughs> what is this new appendage? <laughs> what's this? What's this new muscle? I didn't see that yesterday. <laughs> That is a great experience, though, when you just, like, experience a new muscle, and you're like, wait, I can move that? <laughs> it's like when I first learned to move, like, I don't know what it is, but there's something in, like, your upper torso, like, right around your stomach. I can move that thing side to side, whatever that is. <laughs> Anatomy with Greg Timbrink. <laughs> but, um... I'd, I'd like to have, like, an MRI or whatever done so I can figure out exactly what that is. Because if I'm moving my stomach, that's badass. <laughs> but, yeah, so... My breakthrough and understanding of myself as as I learn more about myself is that like I'm almost like kind of like a a, a, a social amoeba like I have a very a semi permeable membrane and that's like like the uh, the outer layer of my social aspect and like the people I meet I kind of like absorb some of their traits <laughs> that's a good way to describe yeah, it yeah I kind of like absorb some of their traits as I, as like as as I develop and I started to realize that like. It's my environment, my environment that I'm drawing from. And it's like, it's like if you, if you're a, if you're a solar panel, you know, and you're in a bad environment, you're, you're a solar panel in a dark room, you know, that's the perfect analogy. So, so like I go, I live, I've lived with multiple people. Cause I, I, I'm one of those people that like, if I'm, if I live alone, I'm just fucking bored all the time. So I kind of like <laughs> lean towards either living with people or like, I mean, I'd ideally like to have like a really big house at some point in my life and just have like tons of people live there. Or just not, buy an apartment. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I could do that too. But I mean, like, a really, really nice. I'm really I'm, in a I'm nice a, neighborhood for for somebody who's not like for somebody who doesn't really have a family. I'm a very communal person. It's weird. 
it's really it's, it almost doesn't make sense like yeah. it's the opposite of what it really is in reality and so like so like uh my time living with other people and like being around people in general um i've 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 definitely learned or i have i had that breakthrough in understanding of like how your environment affects you and like how the people around you are like breathing energy into you or how they're not how they're how they're just like vampires sucking it out of you you know so like the breakthrough is to understand like you're not you're not auditing your circle to the point where you're like excluding people you're not cutting out your old friends i don't want anybody to feel like you're like pushing out anybody who isn't like benefiting you um but it's it's like if you have to do that though who are you allowing to be in your environment air quotes that is affecting you you know like i have i have friends that aren't like really doing much with their lives you know and i'm like that's fine they're still my friend but they don't they don't impact me in a way that i let it like change me you know so i have a friend who's like not very productive with their life but they're still you know they're they're just living life day by day right they're not in my charging room they're outside the door where i hang out with them but they're not in my room full of uv lights where i recharge my solar panel that, that is by far the best analogy I've ever heard regarding this topic. <laughs> so, like, I'm gonna write that, a book about it. Solar panel theory. I, I do. I, sometimes I have good ideas, and sometimes I don't. But the, the point I'm trying to get across, though, is that like you gotta be careful what friends. The, the breakthrough that you should have is that you gotta be careful what what people, not necessarily just your friends, what people, what environments are you letting affect you? You know. Where where are you putting your solar panel? I hate that the solar panel just works so well. For us. <laughs> <laughs> or you gotta think like what? Also, are take you... into account how you're valued in these people's eyes. Because mm-hmm. that's my my thing is when I cut out a bunch of people, it was more so I was cutting out anybody that had made no attempt to contact me. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't make attempt to con- if I don't contact you and you don't contact me, I just sort of just you're done. It's, not, well, it's, not, it's, and it's not even and it's not even like from a point where it's like oh I have to get rid of you. It's more like. I don't, it's, I, I like to trim the fat in a lot of areas. It's, it's an energy thing too. Like you're putting energy into that relationship and they're not. Yeah. You know? So like, I mean, they're, they're either bleeding you out or they're breathing energy in. Are they, are they a vampire or are they the sun? Right. <laughs> now, are uh, they just charging their phone off of you or are they giving <laughs> you power? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna keep using this. this is, we need to do a spinoff of this solar panel theory, just an entire series on just this topic alone, because you just you you hit the gold mine for that was a good analogies. One, yeah. That was a good one. Now I noticed because uh, you'd said uh, what was it about moving in here? Because you've just you've done a complete flip from me knowing you for the past several years to just like the short time you've been like oh actually around me more because it's like i don't know before that it was like we like hung out but it was you never were around me 24 7 i mean we're not you're not really around 24 7 anyway you i only see you on weekends (laughs) (laughs) weekends or like uh weekdays when you stay up super late yeah um i would say it's like I'm trying to figure out a way so I can keep using the, the solar panel. Solar panel. <laughs> it's like my my solar panel was was in a forest <laughs> surrounded by all like the fun and stuff, and then I relocated to a to a, a solar farm. That's what it was. To like. A solar yeah. farm. <laughs> I, I, I moved I moved my panels to a solar farm, and out it, in the middle of yeah. whatever sunny area. 
with grass. Yeah, sunny area with plenty of grass and plenty of sunlight beaming down. No grass under me, though, because I'm soaking up all that sun. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, grass. This is mine. <laughs> oh, man. You probably got other, like, you know, green energy sources around you. Mm-hmm. Probably some, like, wind turbines. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But, yeah, I mean, that's 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 basically what, like, what, what charged me up and allowed me to, you know, hit the ignition switch and, you know, turn over. Like, the car's just not dead in the garage. You're like, I'm going to get an oil change. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm going to relocate. Bam, I'm right here in this this more solar-friendly, more eco-friendly environment. But yeah, that that was my my breakthrough on like understanding your uh how your environment impacts you. And like it's it's led me to you know like obviously, you know, we started this podcast, you know. I'm proud of this now. Um now as compared yeah, to <laughs> as compared to like four episodes ago. Um now I just tell people I'm just like, "Hey, check out the podcast." And yeah, me and my friend we started a podcast. It's all it's good stuff. But that's a breakthrough I had, um, and that's where I was like, I was going against like what other people around me wanted or were unintentionally wanting for me, and like I was just like, you know, what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna be here and do this, and that's 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 what I right. want. I now. didn't even have to suggest the podcast. You came up with that idea yourself. Yeah, see, that's what that's, I'm saying. You know, <laughs> like I, you were just here, you were just like, I want to do better. I was in an environment where I was just like, I was just happy, just chilling, just doing whatever day by day. Then I moved, I put myself in an environment where. Like I knew you were a more ambitious person. Person, it wasn't my person. <laughs> person. It wasn't my goal when I came in here, but it was almost like it was almost like I I knew going in something good would come of it, and being around a more ambitious person, like uh, I I got recharged, and I was like, all right, my brain started turning over, and I started you know processing and doing things, and I was like, all right, a podcast seems like a good idea, because like it, it was really that, and my friend Preston told me like uh. Uh, one of the many people who told me that they like my voice, uh, he was like, I always figured you'd have like a career in radio or TV or something like that because of the way you sound. And I was like, that's it right there. That's it. I'm, putting, I'm putting this voice out somewhere. It's not the best, but like, and it's also given us the opportunity to invite other people who kind of have mm-hmm. that same mindset. And yeah, I wasn't, you know, when we started this podcast. I was like, Oh cool. Maybe we could do interviews. And then, and then we just did our first one, and it's somebody who is of a higher profile than I thought we would ever get from the start. Uh, yes, yes. Come join us on the solar farm. You know, and, we, <laughs> and, we, and we've got more coming. We have several more planned, which I, I wasn't expecting to get that many people willing. I'm like, hey, what do we have the podcast? Yeah, Honestly, sure. it's surprising. It's like almost enough people to do a whole season of just interviews. <laughs> just be like the Joe Rogan podcast, just nothing but interviews and nothing else. But your uh, that was me, and that was a lot of me. So what's your like? <laughs> what's, yeah, what's your what's your breakthrough experience? We're um, trying to trying to give these people something that they can be like, all right, that's what I'm looking for. Is my breakthrough? I, don't know. I think it was more so breakthrough. Recently, was you being here, and it wasn't so much. It was like I already had plans for stuff. It's like I've said before. It was more so you were willing to do something, and we executed. Because me, I'm I'm very I'm really about balance. If certain things aren't quite where they should be, then I have to kind of halt at a point where I'm not quite stagnant, but I'm not quite like skyrocketing because mm. of, you know, if if something needs to be tended to. So this is more so a project that I could do kind of parallel with anything like, you know, just steady rise of getting where I want to be, but not quite trying to get ahead of anything that, you know might falter in the process because it's very easy to you know with the other stuff i do with the music and stuff it's more so it's easy to get ahead and like leave people in the dust Mm -hmm. 
And I don't like to do that because that I, I just like I said, I don't like misbalance. Like I'm very I try to achieve balance in any way possible. So doing this was more so this is just something that can steadily rise. And I was like, OK. And then, you know, with other stuff I'm working on as far as my music concerned, because I actually figured out the best way to do it with other other things that have, have influenced me, like, you know, looking at more independent artists and a lot of different things, because, you know, in this day and age you can have a breakthrough like we're having very easily because there's so many things that are attainable. I mean, look at you know, like what we're doing. Eventually like people who have podcasts and have established Patreons talking about whatever thing they're interested in and making massive, you know, amounts of dollars because people just like hearing them talk about the thing they like. Mm-hmm. like I would have never thought that would have been a thing. Oh, they're paying five bucks a month just to, for extra content for people who are just talking about things they like. You know, and it's just, it, it's motivating seeing other people do things because I'm like, okay. And, that, and that's the thing I try to stress to people is like, get people around you who are kind of like on your wavelength. Like, you know, I like being with people, not like necessarily like, oh, I can use them to make money. Oh, they're doing something. I want to, I want to see their approach. What are they doing? You're, I want to be like that. You're, you're, uh, you're basically, how can I use this with the solar panels? You're basically <laughs> you're basically scouting out uh, land for you to to build your solar farm. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, selecting your environment. I'm getting, finding land, finding the other panels to help power mm-hmm. whatever. This panel's using this strategy. Maybe I should use this strategy. Yeah, and that's you know, it's really just it's not about what you know, who you know, or it's who you know. Mm-hmm. It's it applies to so many various walks of life that's almost kind of scary that that's almost a universal phrase in any aspect it's like oh you can make money with this person oh you can better your life with this person it's it's, it doesn't matter what you know it's so relevant and it's it's so true like if i could go back and tell younger me that that that's the one thing i'd want me to like hold on to it's not what you know it's who you know yeah and you know obviously us knowing each other worked out because now we have a podcast Mm -hmm. side note everyone should start a podcast go do it now Everyone? Everyone. Everyone. I mean, Everyone. I'd, I'd listen to as many as that I have the time for. I, I listen to too many because that's all I listen to at work anymore. I have like eight <laughs> you, different you podcasts. You want more content to consume? <laughs> There's just, oh, the streaming world is amazing for that. You get to consume so many things to be influenced by. But yeah, you know, I think it just, you know, the point that's trying to be made, even though because, you know, obviously we just ramble and hopefully you make sense of it, is you can decide your own environment. It's like a Lego set. Like a Lego set, yeah. All these different pieces, you just gotta find the right pieces for whatever structure you want to build. Oh, true that, true. Um, you know, I yeah, I don't want to say life's a puzzle because those are absolute. There's specific pieces that go together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can cut it, you can cut it apart if you really want to, but that's cheating. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so life life is like Legos. And you want to design the you, by by like auditing your circles almost. Life is like Legos, and eventually you might be able to build a solar panel out of them. There we go. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> That's the point. If you ha- when life gives you Legos, make solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm gonna start hashtagging that. Life gives you Legos, make a solar panel. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean. Like your your environment speaks into you. Like what what is your environment? What are you what are you picking? Like what are you letting speak into you? What energy are you welcoming in? What what uh what are you blocking out? What what negative influences? Like maybe your parents were like ridiculously strict and were discouraging of your uh of your vocational choice. 
you know? So, like, are you going to let that energy in, or are you going to let in the people who are, like, supporting your your, your decision, you know? Right. And are don't, you going to let them come break the panels on your solar panel, or are you just going to... And don't reject any sort of technique for wellness that you might not agree with, or mm-hmm. you just, just assume won't work. You know, I I think that's the biggest thing. It's I have a real problem with people who are like, well, I value my time more than blank. And I'm like, no, you don't. Uh, no, you don't. If if so, you did, if you did, then you wouldn't be just sitting on your couch binge watching Netflix all day. So, so like, I'm one of those people, but I'm in a weird way. Like, I value my time, but my values aren't the same. Or my value for my time isn't, like the same as most people's like perception of value. For it's also time. a perception of the time. Yeah. It's like when I'm, when people are like, Oh, I value my time more than the, more than whatever dollar amount they get paid. So that's why they're okay with like not working overtime or like taking days off from work or something like that. Or like not working towards like financial gain. I value my, my time based on like the people around me and like the seeds I can plant for their growth. If that makes sense. You know, so, like, I, I mean, I come home from work, and mo- more often than not, I'm, like, hanging out on my on my computer, you know, doing whatever, and then, like, playing games with my friends in the meantime. But, like, I'm I'm in Discord talking to them, and I'm, like, trying to motivate people, or I'm, like, like keeping up with people. I'm, like, hey, it's what like, are you doing Ever since when you realize you had the, the power of influence, you're just, like, maximizing that <laughs> while also plugging the podcast. Yeah, but, like, so, like... Uh, I'm going to keep saying this in every episode until the point gets across to this person, but I have a friend who's like musically inclined and wants to make music. And so like every time I'm in discord, I talk to them about it. I'm like, Hey, so when's that, when's that album coming out? When's this blah, blah, blah. Like, you I mean, bring them over here. It That's almost feels like, <laughs> it almost feels like I'm maybe putting too much pressure on them. So I probably should like dial back a little bit, but Hey Greg, you're just trying to help people. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to do it at least once this episode. I, I probably subconsciously picked this topic just so I can just say the word help. But yeah, yeah. At the end of it, it's like... Take advantage of the people who want to help. Mm-hmm. Like me and Greg, we might be heavy-handed about it, but... Think about the fact that we care enough uh, to be as heavy-handed A heavy as hand is better than no hand. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm pretty sure we've, we've covered it all we've, we've got like we've got uh political jokes we've got sexual jokes like we need to fit a, a race joke in here no that's too that easy <laughs> uh, i didn't even plan that one i just heard it i was like i gotta throw out that's so what she said at least once in this podcast mm. the the joke Jokes because we're still 12 years old in our minds. Oh, um, the other thing about like, this is kind of like past half and, and this current half. Um, a lot of like parents will instill that idea that at some point you're not going to be a child anymore. You're going to magically become an adult. That was air quotes for any, for everybody because they're not here, but <laughs> it's like, there's never really that point. You know, there's no like magical turning point that makes you an adult. I feel you almost have to you almost decide that for yourself. It's I almost feel like it's not even like a, a thing. Like I feel like when people are saying at some point you're going to be an adult and you're going to have to make all these decisions and blah blah blah. I feel like everybody is really just a big child. No matter no matter what, no matter what experience they went through where they feel like, "Oh, I'm an adult now." It's you you're you're a collection of experiences, sure, but 
you still want things like you did when you were a kid. You still like things and dislike other things like you did when you were a kid. Everybody that's an adult, air quotes, is just a child with money and time. A child with money and time. <laughs> well, it also goes, um, I've always, thinking about that kind of idea presented to children, be careful with saying things like that. No one wants to have any sort of foresight into thinking they're going to be alone. Because that's almost what being an adult is. Or they have to give up the things that they they. Yeah, or you have to give things up. That's the one thing I absolutely hated. You know, it's like, people are like, oh, you're going to be an adult. You're going to have to put down the games. I'm like, fuck you. No. If that's what it means, I'll be a child forever. Sure, I'll still be. Hey, you know who makes (laughs) games? Adults. (laughs) So, like, that. I mean, yeah, but still. So, like, that's, like, the thing is, like, you just because you're getting older and you're doing other things, it doesn't mean you have to give up the things of your past. Like, I'm still going to love anime. For real. There's, I don't care there's, how they get. This, okay, this next part, I'm not trying to like talk bad on anybody who has kids, but a lot of people feel like once you have kids, it changes you and you have to like alter your life around it. I mean, sure you do. You have, There's another human being in your life that you have to take care of or that you want to take care of. But like that doesn't mean that you, that's your whole personality There's anymore. no blueprint. You still, you still can hold on to all those things that kept you, you know alive you could also be you can also still be still have ambition yeah some people have kids and just give up yeah they have, like, oh, I have kids now yeah they, they okay, have a kid it's... and then it's just all right well now it's just career home family nothing else it's like you can still have hobbies you can still have aspirations for something greater people who have kids don't have to give up on their dreams is what i'm trying to say you know what maybe consider including your kids in on your dreams yeah like it's it's crazy concept for a lot of people but Break through that stigma. Once you have a kid, it's <laughs> not just whatever it's not framework, just over. Shatter the framework wherever necessary to get where you need to be, yeah. unless it involves being a terrorist or something ridiculous. Break new ground on your solar farm. <laughs> 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 We're gonna t-shirts with solar panels on it, and that's it's not even to say anything. People will want, just know. <laughs> I want a t-shirt with a solar panel on it, and the solar panels rocking shades. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> We're going to create the Daddy Master Senpai animated character, and it's just going to be like a solar panel with a body. Mm-hmm. Solar panel with a body, rocking shades, a bit of a beer gut, even though I don't really drink that much beer anymore. Yeah, well, that was another thing I noticed. Like, you, you, Health and wellness is just a complete, there's a shift in that for you, because like, you know, you're eating healthier, eating less, trying to lose weight. Well, the weight thing, was, dude, I, I broke 300 pounds on, you, on a scale, and I was, like, nah. I was like, nah, that's it. <laughs> no more excuses. I'm at three bills. Nope. <laughs> it, was, it was really all the, because uh, like, I was fairly athletic, because I was like raised on a farm, so I did a lot of farm work and stuff, but I was fairly strong. You know, I had a, I carry my weight well, is what I'll say. Right. But like people would always be like, oh man, you're not fat, you're just big, and I'm like, that's the same thing. But <laughs> you're big bone. <laughs> no, I, I never got that. I always knew that was bullshit. <laughs> but it's like people always like tried to make the excuse for it or tried to be like, yeah, you're not really that fat or you carry it so well or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's that's what led me to staying fat for so long. It's like, fucking stop. Chill out. And so I'd like. <laughs> and then I, you had I, a breakthrough. And I then... <laughs> cut that energy out and I, I broke 300 pounds and that was the wake up sign to be like, all right, cut that energy out. You need to breathe in all this new, better energy. This more eco-friendly energy, this more body-friendly energy, and so yeah, lost like fucking thirty pounds already. I promise, eventually we're gonna outline these episodes better and not be so random. Fuck that! This episode's great. <laughs> this episode is great. People are probably gonna love this more than anything, especially all the the fun jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm seriously, we're gonna get a t-shirt <laughs> when, when life gives you Legos. Put Legos in the back, make a solar panel. It'll just be a Lego solar panel. <laughs> 
right. I, I think we've about hit our mark. Yeah. So hope you enjoy this episode. I hope someone will take something from this. That's my hope. If you're breaking down, pull through. And yeah, then, you and are then worth it. You're worth it and you're not alone. Feel free to hit us up on whatever social media that mo- a lot of people still haven't followed. That's fine. I'll, that's I'll, fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll that's, get there eventually. Um, but like, the, I, personally, the personal level, open invitation. I'll talk to anybody about anything. If you know us personally, hit us up. If you need advice or just someone to talk to. Yeah. Or if you, you sometimes really, that's all you need. Or, or if you really want to figure out how to use Legos to build a solar panel, because now I'm kind of wondering if that's going to work. <laughs> we'll yeah, do it. It definitely is. Uh, so yeah, so um, we've got a few more interviews in the works. Don't name drop. Hold on. We're not going to name drop. Surprises. We're not going to name drop. No, it's going to be surprised. <laughs> but yeah, we got that coming. Uh, we also have the Kit Kat episode, which. Several people we know have been constantly wondering about because we've been talking about it since we've been talking about since we got the idea for the podcast. That'll be coming out soon, so be looking for that. Uh, As always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Like, follow, subscribe, comment, do a double backflip, then tell your friends. Yeah, if you're on Apple, give us (laughs) five stars. We accept nothing less. Drop a comment. I I accept honest reviews, anything, honestly, as long as it's true. It's not it's not somebody just being like, fuck you one. Even if it's a bad review, still give it a five. Give, still give it five stars. Is, okay, <laughs> five stars, but I think you could improve. <laughs> you get five stars for effort. So yeah, that's the show for today. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you I hope you've enjoyed every episode so far. And we're signing off as always. Stay hustling. Stay hydrated. See ya. Bye, everyone. Disappointing just having a little glass compared to your jug. Oh, I mean, <laughs> nobody, oh nobody's walking around with a full gallon of water besides me. That's like the hardest <laughs> flex I do. People are like, man, yeah, water's great. Gotta stay hydrated. I come out, I come into the room with a gallon full of water in my hand. They're just like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, flexed bitch. <laughs> Y'all ain't really about this hydration. <laughs> I gotta put that at the end of this episode. <laughs> Every water break, we're just talking about water. <laughs> Are you really about this water? Cause I don't fucking think so. You ain't out here repping this water. Treat it like a gang. <laughs>